few months ago, actually whenever I was kind of just starting out in my ministry here at Our Lady of Wisdom, I was kind of a fresh priest, and uh, I, we had just finished our very first kind of student event at, a, at, at Wisdom. It was, maybe a, it was a, maybe a 501 or something like that. And Father Sibley and I decided to go out to dinner. And I remember we were sitting at the table, and Father Sibley asked, so what do you want to accomplish this year? What do you want to, you know, get, get done? And I was like, I'll be honest, I don't think this is accomplishable within the year, but I would love to see is more men coming to Mass, more men getting involved in the church, more men kind of stepping up and being men of faith, versus kind of what we, are, what we typically see in the Catholic Church being about a, a, a male, a two-to-one female-to-male ratio making it more, more egalitarian, more equal, where we have a more one-to-one ratio and more men are involved. Father Sibley said, it's a good dream, uh, but let's be honest, how many holy men do you really know? And so I gave it some thought, and I mentioned the priest that preached my first Mass. Father Sibley said, nope, he's too young. Evidently, that's a criteria for holiness. You gotta be old. Poor St. Therese, evidently she wasn't very holy. But, so I was like, all right, so I named some other people, and we basically agreed on a list of old, holy men. <laughs> and we came up with, it wasn't a very long list, it was pretty short. And he said, what do all those men have in common? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know, you're the one asking the question. <laughs> And so I made him answer his own rhetorical question, and he said, every single one of these guys is utterly aware of their weaknesses. Every single one of these guys is utterly aware of their weaknesses. And he said, Rene, Father Pelletier, whatever, that's why it's hard to get men involved in the faith. It requires a supreme awareness of your weakness if you are ever going to attain holiness. And I was like, dang it! What the heck? What are we supposed to do then? Are we supposed to just hang it up and give up? What, is, what next? And so I really, like, the end of restless conversation bothered me a lot, like really, really badly. And so I, I prayed about it a lot, like what, where do we go from here? Because it's true. If we are really going to foster holiness, and if holiness really does require that uncomfortable vulnerability, how are we going to do it? How do we make this appealing? How do we sell holiness, especially to men, showing them that, it, that, that we as men do not need to sacrifice our masculinity in the process? And it wasn't, I mean, I was praying about this, and, and it suddenly I realized, I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive, but this is arguably a divine inspiration. I don't know. I was praying with this, and all of a sudden, it was like a, 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 a wave from the Holy Spirit. It was like the Lord told me, Rene, Father Pelletier, whatever. Do you know who, what group of men are aware of their weaknesses? Marines, soldiers, sailors, even airmen, even though they're not the, really the military. They're, you know, they're trying. Athletes, expert musicians, these men are all incredibly aware of their weakness. 
To give you an example, whenever it comes to being, becoming a soldier, if you want to be a soldier, you go, you, you shave your head, you get on a bus, you get off the bus, and you get torn to pieces for 13 weeks. And you're shown and explained in very rough language and very blunt language how utterly incapable you are. How incredibly pathetic you are and how you need, if you're going to be an effective soldier, if you're going to be an effective marine, if you're going to be an effective sailor, even an airman, you need to be reliant and dependent upon your brethren. You need to be aware of your weaknesses. You need to know what you can do, what you can't do, when you can do something on your own, and when you can ask and need to ask for help. That's the only way you can effectively win a war. That's the only way you can effectively beat another team. That's the only way you can effectively master a symphony piece. Is if you're aware of your own limitations, where you can go, where you can't go, and where you need and when you need to cry out for help. And you can do all of those things without sacrificing an ounce of your masculinity, dare I say, you can actually fulfill it in that. How many of us admire the Navy SEALs? How many of us admire our men in service? How many of us admire professional athletes for the discipline that they go through? And the discipline they go through, the discipline they have, has been founded based off of their limitations, based off of their weaknesses. And the beautiful aspect of that, the beautiful reality of that, is that it's not, that lesson isn't limited to sports or war or music. It is also right here in our second reading. St. Paul was hands down the best missionary in the church. Nobody founded more early Christian communities than St. Paul. Nobody knew the old law better than St. Paul. Nobody had more influence than St. Paul, the former Pharisee. And here in this second reading, he doesn't boast about all these great accomplishments he did. He doesn't say how, how well he knows the, the new law and how these new Christians are, are insufficient in their knowledge about this stuff. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't prance about and say, you know, all the excellent work he's done. He says, I boast of my weakness because Christ, the power of Christ will dwell in me through them. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. What he does is he points out that it is through his weakness that he was able to evangelize. It was through his weakness that he recognized the need for the grace of God. And it was only through his weakness that he ever became strong. And that's why he says and makes so clearly, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. I'm content with that. I can rest in that. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to turn it on myself. I'm not going to get angry. But I am going to relax in the fact that I am a limited and weak man. I am going to rest in the fact that I need to ask for help. And that help comes from God. What St. Paul does, he stands as an example of masculinity for you and for me on how to be a holy man. And I don't think St. Paul was that old in this one. But how to be a holy man. And in doing so, what he shows us is that to truly be a man of holiness, to truly be able to have the vision of God, it's a, we need to simply acknowledge that we can be content with our weaknesses, our insults, our hardships, persecutions, and constraints. 
We need to be able to rest in our weakness. And to be able, becoming able to rest in our weaknesses and our faults, then we can turn to God. How's this done? Easy. We need to pray every single day. And in that prayer, as beautiful as Hail Marys are and Our Fathers are, and I encourage everybody to pray Hail Marys and Our Fathers every single day, do not mishear me on this one. Go deeper. Go deeper. Recognizing where your blessings have come from. Recognizing how has the Lord stepped into your life. Recognize where have you attained things that you didn't deserve because God was present. Because you asked for help. And recognize too where you have failed. Where you have not responded to the Lord. Where God can enter more deeply into your life. St. Ignatius called this, 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 this the examine prayer. Going through our blessings and going through our, our, our times where we turned away from God. And in doing so, we will then be able to invite the Lord into our weaknesses. In being able to go through the rest of the day with our Lord and being able to reflect on the day and reflect on our lives with God, what we're doing is we're crying out for help. And what we're doing is we're allowing God to pour his grace into our lives in a profound and intimate way. And the more we can do this, the more we can truly be holy men. Because what St. Paul says ultimately is true. It's true for sports, it's true for athletics, it's true for symphonies, and it's true for holiness. That when I am weak, then I am strong.